Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Enzers at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65, or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. In today's episode, we will be talking about who will play on the third defensive pairing for the Penguins this season. Uh, And then we'll get into some Penguins over and under, some hot takes, if you will say. And in the last segment, to wrap up this episode, we will talk about an update on the Robo Penguin. And that is all coming up right after this drop. Welcome back to this episode of the Injures at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65. Or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And in today's first segment, we will talk about who will play on the third defensive pairing for the Penguins this season. So as you all know... We have, the Penguins have, nine defensemen on the team, and it keeps on looking unlikely that there will be a trade, so it's just going to be a battle. Like in yesterday's episode, I was talking about the 12 forward spot who could take it. I'm going to do the same with the third pairing today. So we know that Chris Letang, Brian Dumoulin, Marcus Pedersen, and Jeff Petrie, they're all locked on to the top four. So I have five different candidates who could make up that last pairing, and then I'll give you my thoughts. And then there's an interesting idea that the Penguins can look at after I read these five key players who could do it. So first up, I have newly acquired defenseman Jan Ruda. Um, Last season, he played 76 games, scoring 3 goals, 15 assists, 18 points with a plus-minus of plus 25. Now, Jan Ruda is most likely going to be on that bottom pairing, if not into the top four. So, I just thought that maybe some of these defensemen can make a run for his money, but I think Jan Ruda will be on the opening night roster for the Penguins. When they play Arizona. So next candidate I have is I have Ty Smith. Another newly acquired defenseman from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Last season, he played 66 games, scoring 5 goals, 15 assists, 20 points with a plus-minus of minus 26. Plus-minus is absolutely horrendous. Um, But again, it is going to be a fresh start. For Ty Smith, and overall, I hope he does better. I hope he does put that point total up. I mean, 20 points in 66 games, that's pretty good for a young defenseman. And he is really young, so he's just now starting into his uh, prime years, 
his breakout years. Um, I think that this could be a breakout season. Uh, I just hope he doesn't put that plus minus up like he did last year. Um, next candidate I have is Chad Ruedel. Last season, he played 78 games with the Penguins, scoring four goals, nine assists, 13 points with a plus minus of plus two. Um, overall, that is a really great stat line for Chad Ruedel. Um, those are like the top three candidates I have, Ty Smith, Chad Ruedel, and Jan Ruda, to you make your starting seven, maybe send the next two candidates down to the HL, bring them up if you need to, but our defensive core is always injury prone all year, so no surprise that Chad Ruedel almost played every single game this year. Uh, next up, I have Mark Friedman. Uh, last season, he playing 26 games. He had one goal, four assists, five points with a plus-minus of one. Um, I don't see Mark Freeman on the opening night roster unless there is a very nasty defensive injury, uh, like during training camp or preseason or stuff. But I don't necessarily think that he would go down into the AHL to Wilkes-Barre. Um, I feel like he would just be a healthy scratch for the team, and he would be second, if not third, on that scratch list on the defenseman. So it might not be the worst thing if it comes down to a a trade with Mark Freeman and to deal him away, because he would definitely have more playing time on another NHL roster. And so last up on my list, I have P.O. Joseph. Last season, he only played four games, zero goals, zero assists, zero points, plus minus, a minus two. Now, that's a very small sample side for P.O. Joseph, but his first year, uh, it was not that bad. But this is very a small sample size. Uh, I think he will start in the AHL for sure. Um, I don't think we need him. Right at this moment, I mean, we have Mark Freeman, Chad Riedel to use if Jan Ruda and Ty Smith make that opening night roster. Or, I have an interesting scenario here, uh, uh, stats-wise. Um, Jan Ruda can play on the left side, too. He's a right-handed defenseman, but he can play on the left, so, he's the, so he can switch around. Why don't you move Jan Ruda up? to the second line pairing with Jack Petrie and have a bottom pairing of Pedersen, of Marcus Pedersen on the left side and have Chad Ruedel on the right. So your bottom pair would be Pedersen and Ruedel. Um, what an interesting stat, stat when these two are combined is the expected goal percentage. Uh, if you don't know what the expected goal for percentage is, it's a stat where they use a shot quality to determine which team is expected to score more goals when a certain player is on the ice by looking at the difference between expected goals for your XGF and your expected goals against your XGA. So since Marcus Pedersen has been a Penguin since 2018-19, with them compared because they are always on at least a line comp. Uh, combination for at least a part of the season. So starting off in 2018-19, their expected goals for percentage was 60.5%, which ranks first 
on the Penguins' defensive pairings. In 2019-20, their expected goal for percentage was 72.7%, which ranks 13th among Penguins' defensive combinations. Uh, In 2020-21, their expected goal for percentage was 46.7%, which ranks first out of all Penguins' defensive pairings. And last season... Their expected goal for percentage is 67.2, which ranks fifth among all Penguins defensemen. So if you if the Penguins decide to do that, you're, here's what the line pairings would be. It would be Dumoulin and Latang on your first pairing, Ruda and Petrie on the second, and then Pedersen and Ruido on the third. Right there, I, that is... A very deep and very well-rounded defensive core. Way better than last year's. Um, This could happen, but then you're not only scratching Ty Smith, but you are also hurting his breakout chances this year. He's a very young defenseman. I think he's 23 or 24. Um, He's heading into his last season on his entry-level contract. And he's just about to get into his prime years, his breakout years. And I would hate for him to be a healthy scratch most nights and him not getting the development he needs to be potentially an elite defenseman in this league. So what I think the Penguins' defensive opening roster should be is on the first pairing, having Brian Dumoulin and Chris Letang on the first pairing. Marcus Pedersen and Jeff Petrie on the second pairing. And then your third pairing being Jan Ruda and Ty Smith. Now, I could see the Penguins moving Ty Smith up to play with the Tang and maybe move Dumoulin down to play with Petrie and Pedersen to play with Jan Ruda. It all depends on who gets hurt with the Penguins this year. But that's what I'd like to see from the Penguins defensive group. So these are my thoughts on who will play on the Penguins third pairing this season so coming up in the next segment we will talk about some Penguins over under predictions and that is coming up right after this all right I am back here on the users at the point podcast I am your host Tyler Aaron if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter it is at Tyler Aaron 65 or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And here in the Snag segment, we are going to go over some Penguins over and under predictions. Um, basically what this is, is I have a certain stat, uh, like a prediction of what a player will do. And I will say if they'll get over that or under that this season. So, getting started, I have six different players here. So, starting this one off, I have Teddy Bluger at 35 points over or under. Uh, Last season, he played 65 games, scoring 9 goals, 19 assists, 28 points with a plus-minus of 12. Overall, not that bad of a season for Teddy Bluger. Do I think he can score seven more points to hit that 35 points? Um, 
I actually do, based on it's a it's a like a brand new fourth line for him. He's still playing with Brock McGinn. He'll play with whoever that twelfth forward is going to be too. Heck, if Jeff Carter gets hurt, he'll move up to the third line. I know Jeff Carter isn't at his best state, I should say. I mean, his elite days are over. But I think he will indeed hit this 35 points. I don't think he'll hit 40. It'll be in between the 35 to 40 point range for me with Teddy Bluger. So moving on to the next player, I have Jason Zucker scoring 20 goals. Last season, only playing 41 games, he scored 8 goals, 9 assists, 17 points with a plus-minus of minus 2. Not that great of a season for Zucker last season, but he was hurt for half of the year. So we really didn't get to see much of him this year. Uh, he had a, he had a, a decent first half, and then at like the halfway point, he really got hurt for quite a long time so uh i'll go over again with jason zucker here i think he will hit 20 goals this year playing on the second line with malkin and raquel could be rust eventually depends on where raquel and rust battle for that first line spot with crosby and getzel but i do think if jason zucker stays healthy for most of the year, he will indeed hit that 20-goal mark and potentially hit 40, 45 points. Not quite at 50 this year, in my opinion. So, indeed, he will hit over that 20-goal mark. Next player I have is Jeff Carter. Uh, 40 points over or under uh, last season. In 76 games, he scored 19 goals, 26 assists, 45 points with a plus minus of minus eight. He had a heck of a start last season, and then by the time the second half started, he fell off a cliff. Um, I'm actually going to go on the under on this one. I don't think Jeff Carter will be able to produce as much as what he did last year. Um, I think he'll get around 30 to 37 points. Um I could. I don't even think he'll even hit 20 goals. I think he'll be more around 15 goals. Uh, it also depends on how long he plays this year. Uh, not counting injuries or anything, but we'll see what this season brings now. Another pet potential thing is move Bluger up to the third line uh, and maybe put Carter on the wing. He is old. Um, the only thing why I would like to keep Carter in center is his face-offs are unbelievable. He knows how to win face, uh, a face-off. Um, you could put him on the penalty kill again this year, but I wouldn't want to. In that scenario, I'd rather put a guy like Casperi Kapitan, who played on the penalty kill a lot back when he played with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So next up, I have Danton Heinen scoring 18 goals over or under. Last season in 76 games, he played. He scored 18 goals, 15 assists, 33 points with a plus-minus of plus 6. Overall, a very good season for Danton Heinen last year. Easily a career year. Um, signed with that one-year, $1 million deal. Um, I'm going to take the 
over on this one too. I think he can hit 20 goals if Jason Zucker doesn't perform the way we want him to. You can always bump Zucker down. And I think Danton Heinen can play in that top six left wing role, playing with Malkin and Raquel. That Overall, that is really good, in my opinion. I think that it would work really well if that experiment doesn't work and you, Jason Zucker still doesn't have that type of caliber with Malkin and Raquel. Um, can always tr attempt to deal Zucker, but that would be very hard. Maybe slide him in on a a deal in the future. Um, but Danton Heinen will be a guy to stay on this team, and I think he will hit that 20-goal platform and maybe even hit 40-plus points this year. Um, next two players here are the two big ones, so I'll start with the one of Genny Malkin, over or under 70 points. Last year, in just 41 games, he scored 20 goals, 22 assists, 42 points with a plus minus a minus 10. Overall, that is over a point per game. Uh, his plus minus is a little down from his previous years, but I'm 100% taking the over. I think if Genny Malkin will produce over a point per game, uh, if he plays an entire 82-game season, he will. I can see him over 85 points in that matter. Like, he will not stop playing at his level of play and easily I can see him hit 30 plus goals again this year um maybe maybe if I want to go more realistic 25 27 goals for Gino um yeah easily over 70 points so next up on the list, I have Sidney Crosby, over or under a point per game, which is 82 points. Um, this has been a very big hot take a lot recently, especially last year. Can Crosby still produce at that point per game level? I absolutely think he can. I'm taking the over easily. Could we see him hit the century mark again this year? I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what... He can do with Jake Getzel and Brian Rust on that first line. But stats last year, in 69 games, he scored 31 goals, 53 points, 84, sorry, 53 assists, 84 points with a plus-minus of plus 19. Terrific stats. Um, if he played an entire 82-game season, that is, that's almost at the century mark. I think if he plays almost the entire year and doesn't get hurt he'll easily hit that century mark and there's no way he finishes under a point per game this year and so last up on the over under predictions list i have casey de smith over or under a point nine one seven save percentage last year in 26 games he won he went 11 6 and 5 11 wins six losses five overtime losses, a goals against average of 2.79 goals per game, and a save percentage of .914 with three shutouts. Um, I see Casey Smith. He's going to play a lot more games this year. Um, I actually think this .917 save percentage is perfect. So I'm going to go in the middle tier, not over, not under at all, right where it is. Uh, just in 26 games, it was... What, a 
0.914 save percentage. Um, I don't think the Penguins are going to overwork Jari like they did last year. Um, I think this is right on the money. Uh, his shutouts will probably go up next year. So um, he he's never really hit a season below a 0.915 save percentage. So I think he'll be right at that. I don't think he'll get over like a 0.920, but a 0.15 to a point. Uh, 9.19 is probably where I'd put Casey DeSmith for this season. Um, I think he'll at least hit 30 games this year and not 26. So those are my predictions on some Penguins over-under predictions. So coming up in the next segment, I will talk about an update on the Robo Penguin logo, and that is coming up after this. All right, I am back here on the Users at the Point podcast. I am your host, Tyler Aaron. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at TylerAaron65. Or you can follow the show's Instagram or Twitter at PenguinsFan65. And to wrap up this episode in this segment, we have an update on the Robo Penguin jersey for the Reverse Retro 2.0. So. Aesthetics is a big uh, uh, jersey concept website or company. And on their YouTube channel yesterday, they released a flash report of the NHL Fanatic Store releasing a major leak on their website of all the team's logos for the reverse retro jerseys. And I think he, in the video, he only had like 27 of the 32. Like I know he was missing Detroit, Toronto, just to name a few. But he brought up Pittsburgh in that. So it is confirmed. The Robo Penguin is coming to the Reverse Retro 2.0 jersey. And I'm very excited. Although the source told Aesthetics that expect it to be on a yellow jersey instead of a black jersey um i actually hope aesthetics is wrong about this i want this on a black jersey and what i don't understand is why would they put the emperor penguin logo or the robo penguin logo like that on a black t-shirt if it's actually going to be on a gold jersey um i really haven't been a big fan of the Penguins gold jerseys in the past besides their alternate. I mean, it was decent, not okay, but um, although it is a change to see them in gold jerseys like that, but I'm not a fan. I want them to bring back the 90s gradient jersey. Uh, there's got to be a gradient on this jersey. Otherwise, why is this? Why is the Robo Penguin on this jersey? But I'm hoping aesthetics will indeed be wrong about this. I am rooting for this to be a black jersey even though it's on a black t-shirt i'm really hoping it's it will be a black jersey again so i still will probably most likely buy this reverse retro jersey regardless of it being a gold jersey or a black jersey because i love the robo penguin logo and i am very excited to see it back on a jersey and I don't think that the Robo Penguin would happen if Fenway Sports Group didn't 
own the majority of the team. Um, all like the home jersey now, the away jersey now, uh, the Penguins diagonal alternate jersey, and bringing back the rowboat. It's all jerseys that Mario Lemieux has worn throughout his career, and actually the only ones he's worn throughout his career. So I'm very excited to see what they do with this. I'm just hoping it'll be not a gold jersey. So again, I am very excited for this jersey to come out. Um, Aesthetics also said in the video that he's looking at a November release date. But with this leak, this could happen any week, any day now. So um, I guess we'll just wait and see what these reverse retro jerseys look like. So that is going to do it for this episode of Veganzers at the Point podcast. I will have a new episode out on Monday, so stay tuned for that. So enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you all on Monday.